What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 38 of the Heroes for Sale podcast. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Instagram, Heroes for Sale, TikTok, Heroes for Sale. You can look me up on LinkedIn, Adam Palmer. Uh, so let's let's get into the show here. So quickly, I'm going to go through the divisional round and just kind of recap some of the... It was probably one of the best divisional rounds that... I mean, I don't know if it's one of the best, but one of the craziest. I mean, we'll, I'll just go through, quickly go through each game and discuss them. I mean, you have the Titans, who are basically just the Patriots 2.0. And I just do want to point out that although the New England Patriots have been knocked out of the playoffs, there is still a chance we could see a two former Patriots players playing each other in the Super Bowl. I do just want to point that out. We have, we have Frable, who I, I think, I mean, that was an upset. That was crazy. I couldn't, I can't believe that the Titans just, like, took, they just dominated most of the game. Like, didn't even, it wasn't even really close. Like, they just, they went up 24 to 6 or whatever, and then from there, they basically didn't look back. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson, obviously, he's still the MVP. That was, I don't even really think he had, like, a bad performance. I just think that there was, like, one or two turnovers, one or two mishaps that led to Titans touchdowns. I mean, you also kind of look at it, and you had Tannehill. He scored a running touchdown, and <laughs> Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown, which Derrick Henry became the first player in NFL history to run, rush for 180 yards in three consecutive games, which is, I mean, he's a monster. I can't even, I mean, I've liked Derrick Henry since they got drafted. I I remember I bet on Alabama against Auburn that one year in the Iron Bowl, and Derrick Henry, last play of the game, broke off that, broke off that run, didn't need to score, did score, and that ended up covering for Alabama. So I've always, I've been a fan of Derrick Henry since that game. Uh, second game of Saturday was, what was the second game? Was it Saints? No, Saints lost. It, oh, it was, oh, it was 40, 49ers Vikings. Uh, I mean, that game wasn't really close. Like the first half they played pretty evenly, but then the, after that, the so 49ers basically, basically dominated the rest of the game. I mean, you got Jimmy G. Former Patriots quarterback playing in a playing in an NFC championship NFC championship game, you know, living on the Patriots legacy. You love to see that. Uh, and then on to Sunday, we had the Chiefs coming back from 24 points down. I mean, that's that was. I mean, I can't even believe that happened. That was just play after play. I mean, fake. You, you, you go for the touchdown there. What's the point? You go, if you're up 21, you go for the touchdown to go up 28. You only go up 24. They come back. They score a touchdown. You go for it on fourth down. You fake, fake punt it. What a terrible call that was. And then, and then they score again. Then you fumble the kickoff and they score again. I mean, that's just kind of... I wouldn't say it's bad luck, but... like. You're up 24 nothing, and then at halftime, it's 24-21. to 21. Like, that's, I mean, 
choke, I don't know, you look at him, you say maybe it's a choke job, maybe it's just bad luck, who knows. And then, probably the matchup that everyone was most excited about, I would say, was uh, Packers, Seahawks, you got Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson, and the Packers came out on top, as maybe you saw on Instagram, I was betting the plus four and a half on the Seahawks, they lost by five. You know, that call at the end of the game, I don't know. Didn't didn't really look like he got the first down there, if I'm going to be completely honest. Pretty pretty close. I don't know. But next divisional, divisional round over, championship games, we got Titans, Chiefs, uh, and then Packers versus uh, the 49ers. The the matchup everyone thought was going to be in the East, and the matchup most people probably thought was in the West. It's the one in the two seeds, so you look at those two teams, they're probably the best two teams. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I basically only really followed the Patriots, so my prediction was I thought that the Ravens were going to win, and they just got stomped. I thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl, got stomped. So, I mean, I've also lost 14 gambling games in a row. Like, I've... So that's kind of crazy, uh, including the Patriots, including the Seahawks. Lost by the hook, by the way, just by the hook. I, and I got into a point of whether I would rather be extremely wrong or kind of wrong. I don't know. I guess I'd rather be, I'd rather be extremely wrong about making a pick than almost kind of wrong. Because then it's like, ugh, you know, because Packers won by five. But Seahawks four and a half. You know, you look at a push there. They, the Seahawks also went for two, which, if they go, if they just go for the one, they went for two when they scored the touchdown, and they didn't get it. And if they had just kicked the field goal, that would have made a four-point game. Which I mean, yeah, I guess if you're the Seahawks, you say, well, I mean, what's the point of going? kicking the field goal and going only down four. You might as well just be down three if you get it and down five. I don't know. That's it. That's it for the uh, divisional rounds. we got the AFC and NFC Championship games next weekend. Should be some good games, I guess. I mean, it depends on how... Depends on how well the Titans play, I guess, if they can keep up. Mahomes, I mean, he scored 51 points. He just looked absolutely insane. Like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, then the second topic I do want to go over a little bit today is what I think about grading cards that are one of ones. So recently, the Adley Rushman one of one, uh, Super Factor Bowman, which is his best card. That's going to be his best card that you can buy of him. Uh, sold for like 26000 um, and so the person got it graded, and it came back at 10, so I mean, that's really, that's great, obviously. Uh, the one thing that I did notice was somebody, and I don't know if it was someone from BGS, or if it was someone from, just on Twitter, pointed out, like, they pointed out a bunch of, like, small errors on the card, like, a bunch of, like, white, uh, on the edges, and there are a couple little points 
on the card itself. And they, like, circled it, and I, like, didn't even realize. I was like, wow. So they were saying that there's no way that it could have got a 10. Or they said there's no way that it would have got a 9.5, which is kind of like a 10, but also kind of not like a 10, because with BGS, they have the subgrading. But, you know, I don't know if it's, like, over the summer, I saw on eBay the one-of-one Superfractor for Pete Alonzo. And that one graded, I think it was a 10 auto, but then it was like a 9. So, like... And, I mean, I don't think... I think the value of that card... Like, I guess it does get affected. I mean, it's still a one-of-one, so, like... I mean, I would say... here's No, I think what, what what will happen will be with sometimes when, when stuff like that happens the price doesn't go down but getting a 10 does make the price go up basically in my opinion and I, I'm not sure or it should at least I don't I don't know if I, I don't have any like data that says that but like that's what I I feel like a one of one is a one of one no matter if it's graded or if it's ungraded but if you also yeah it doesn't matter if it's graded or it's ungraded I mean the Bowman, especially the Bowman one of one, Super Fractor Auto, like that card for any player is going to be the best baseball card you can buy of that specific player. So you look at it and you say, well, what's going to be the overall value of this card eventually, or even now? I mean, Adley Rushman, I think, probably is a year or two away. Probably like yeah, a year or two away from the majors. You know, everybody, he was the number one pick. Everybody says he he has the tools to make him a decent hitter. He's a catcher, so that kind of the catcher market isn't like super hot. But at the same time, he hit for a lot of power. He'll be. I think people are saying he's going to be good, and I I, I want to believe them. I don't know enough. I all I really know is what I'm seeing, and. Everything that I'm seeing, people are saying that he's going to be good. So I got—I mean, I'm going to believe most of the time. I'm going to believe people if they say that somebody's going to be good that I don't know anything about. Uh, probably, I mean, he's obviously in the in the uh, uh, pipeline, pipeline, MLB pipeline, uh, top 100 prospects. So that'll be definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, you got. That pipeline is just loaded right now. With It's going to be loaded for like a year or two because I don't think... It's not like last year where most of the top five prospects were all right on the verge of being in the majors. Uh, so you probably have a year or two of that prospect pipeline really just being super loaded. Um, but like I said, there was the... That Pete Alonzo card... I think people, from what I heard, it was that uh, the person didn't plan on selling it, but they wanted people to know that they had the card or something like that, and that's why, because it was like $200,000, I think, and it was a BGS-9 with a 10 auto, I believe. But, you know, in my opinion, I guess there's probably other ways you can protect, because that would be one reason to get a card graded, is to protect the... 
not integrity, but to, to protect the card itself. Like, because you put it in one of those slabs and you say, well, there's no way, unless someone's cracking it out of the slab, there's no way that somebody could get the card and say that it wasn't in the condition because it's in a slab. So, I mean, you could put it in like a top loader maybe. Actually, I don't know. If you're putting it in the top loader, you know, I would say your best bet is to then like never just leave it alone. Maybe, I don't know. See, because I'm not 100% sure how to, the best way to store the cards, I guess. But you put it in like a top loader or you put it in like a one touch with a sleeve. Uh, and then you just don't, you just leave it alone. I mean, I guess it depends. I've never bought a one of one. So I wouldn't particularly know what someone does with a one of one. Uh, but you got to look at it and say, well, is it the price probably like you know unless unless you're getting your card back and it's coming back like a seven or an eight like that's maybe where you'd say well maybe i shouldn't have graded it because now i think the price may go down but if it's coming back like a nine a psa nine or it's coming back like a bgs nine i i don't see if i'm a one of one collector in my opinion I don't see that bringing the price significantly down compared to if it gets like a 10 or a black label or a BGS 10, that's probably bringing the price up a little bit. Um, I'd say with a 10 also, there's probably one subgrade. If it's not a black label, if it's just a regular 10, there's probably one subgrade that's off. So I guess maybe it depends on the subgrade. You know, I'm not 100% sure. Like I said, I'm, with with collecting one of ones, I've never, I've never bought a one of one. I also don't buy BGS, so I usually buy PSA. So I don't f- fully know there, but I was just kind of trying to give some opinions on maybe if you have a one of one, kind of some of my thoughts on what what to do with it. Um, because you know, I I think it's people are saying BGS is much more strict when it comes to grading. I guess so. I mean, they have, like I said, they have the subgrading. So you look at that and you say, well, there's four different point, points of interest on the card before BGS is giving it a grade. Where PSA, you don't exactly know because they don't, they don't say it on the slab, so you don't fully know. PSA also sometimes doesn't grade autos. So you, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, I'm going to take a look to see if that Adley got a uh autograph grade as well i know they posted it uh yeah it didn't even get an autograph grade so you look at that and it's just it just says 10 so it doesn't say 10 auto 10 card it just says 10 so in, in my opinion i think if you're if you're sending cards into modern day cards to get graded i think there's a decent chance they'll come back at 10 i mean older cards maybe it's a little bit tougher because of just wear on the card itself, and then also age age of the card. Uh, but like, chances are, if you're sending a card in, like I posted a TikTok about this. Like, if you're buying a raw card that's two or three years old, there's probably a reason the person didn't send it into PSA. I mean, if you are if you're buying cards um, and you're buying and selling, there's probably a decent chance you 
you understand the grading process. Like, you can send them in to people to get bulk submission. Um, so, like, that's kind of an issue that you might run into where the card, because someone didn't send it in, that there's something wrong with the card, and that's why they're selling it. Um, like, for example, I bought a Zion, and it's not centered, so I wouldn't want to send that in to get graded because I know it wouldn't come back with a 10. So I probably would just plan on selling it raw, and that's not it's not old it's not an older card, but I think people will look at cards and they'll say, well, this card probably won't grade a ten, so I'm just going to sell it raw rather than getting a nine because maybe they look at the value of a nine and they look at the value of a raw card, and the for whatever reason, the the nine actually is a actually is a lower value than the raw which doesn't I, I still I'm trying to figure that out exactly and see if that's maybe like an arbitrage opportunity like buy buy nines and just either flip them or uh, maybe even crack them out of the case and get them regraded but you just look at that nine and you'll say well there's something wrong with the card so that's why obviously graded the nine but Someone who's selling you a raw card that's a few years old, or if it's a top player, there's a reason why that card didn't get sent in to get graded. Because, like, if you look at the Zion, I understand that the first Zion isn't going to... The first Zion that sold was 530 I think. And I know that the rest of the Zions aren't going to sell for that price, but the first one did. So somebody sent it in to get graded, and it got graded, and it came back at 10 and they sold it, and it came back. That's what was the price, so... Like, you look at, if you're buying a card for $40, you get it graded for $12, $10, That card is, like, almost quadruple the value. I don't know if it's exactly the same with, like, grading, or with uh, one-of-ones, I guess. Uh, but that's going to be it for the episode. You know what to do. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Twitter is A Palmer Media. Instagram, TikTok is all here's for sale. If you're listening on iTunes you want to leave a review, that'd be great. Uh, if you have any questions about the episode or have any suggestions about what I should talk about on a future episode, just send me uh, send me a message on Instagram. And I'm probably showing it. Like I said, I'm recording most episodes daily. So uh, you'll probably hear this in a couple days. So everybody else, see you in the next one.